What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Real Deal Fishing Podcast. I'm Kevin. I'm Mike, and Kevin has got jokes. I got jokes, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> he just clowned me for sure. I got up <laughs> because I wanted to show him my cool tactical green Akuma reel. Ooh. And he's like, dude, we got six seconds. Get back over here. And he's like, two, one, and we're live. And I sit down and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that is a pretty cool reel. This so what's it called? I know it's not to- I know it's not totally brand new. This is the Akuma Samar, but they sell it now in a tactical green. Look at the handle. Even the end of the handle's green. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's just it it reminds me so much of G.I. Joe's. And mm-hmm. I was wondering if they realized that it's the 40th anniversary of the G.I. Joe cartoons. Huge they probably did right here. That's probably why they so, made it. But yeah. Well, anyway, y'all, just a little banter to start you out on this episode. Uh I we we know that our our episodes have been coming out kind of uh infrequently or randomly, but life gets in the way sometimes. So we appreciate you guys looking past that and just listening whenever a new one comes out. Maybe one day we'll uh, win the lottery or be retired and we can do one of these every night and you can expect it. Uh, but, you know, one of us has kids. One of us works like all the time and one of us has kids and works all the time as well. So, you know, we're we're, we're doing the best we can, but uh, hopefully you'll enjoy the show tonight. We got a, gr- a good one for you. We're going to talk catfish news. Um, some really exciting stuff going on right now. And then some things that are just, you know, noteworthy that we'll kind of discuss. Uh, before we get started, make sure you head on over to the Real Deal Fishing Podcast YouTube channel. Give us a subscribe and a thumbs up. And uh, check us out over there. You'll get to see the reel that Mike just held up. <laughs> and uh, you can re-watch the podcast with the video version. We are live right now uh, while recording this. And we have our Boom Squad members in chat. And one of them is Mr. James Kirkpatrick. What's up, James? And uh, if you want to come chat with us live, go on over to my YouTube channel, the Palmetto Cats YouTube channel. Click subscribe and click the join button to become a member of the Boom Squad. There's several different levels. The first one starts at $4.99 a month, and you'll not only be supporting my channel, but the Real Deal Fishing Podcast, and uh, and then, of course, you know, helping us run things around here. And while you're on YouTube, you might as well go on and check out Marillo Family Fishing. He's almost to 500 subscribers, and once he gets there, he's going to be sharing out all his favorite content that he sees on YouTube. So go help a brother out. Go check him out. Uh, you'll get to see some T-ball action, live fishing action, yep. and just good old wholesome family fun for the whole family to enjoy. No, nothing nothing to surprise you over there and, and cover your kids' eyes and ears. So go check us out. Mike, yeah, how's I've your really enjoyed been? that T-ball lately. Yeah. It is. Uh, I, I enjoy it, watching it. It's something very different. And I realize now some of the struggles other parents have uh, with their kids, uh, my 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 sister, cousins, and uh, I'm starting to feel some of that anxiety being the parent of somebody out there playing. But in the same turn, too, it's like, come on, people. It's a game. 
it, it may be the national pastime, which is a big thing. Mm. But you know, let's have some fun with it. Let's let's hope the kids enjoy their time. Some of them may go on to continue to love the game and mm-hmm. do it for the rest of their lives. Or like me, I played a season of T-ball. I couldn't hit the thing, and I realized it just wasn't my sport. Yeah, and that now's the age where you get them hooked on stuff like that. You get them, you give them a taste of a little, little bit of everything, uh, whether it be fishing or, you know, karate. I got a lot of friends that take their kids to karate, um, mm-hmm. dancing, you know, football, basketball, baseball, whatever. Get them, you're getting them involved in something. So there's no reason for them not to have a blast doing it because then you're yep. just going to put a bad taste in their mouth. I think you're doing a good thing, man. I think you're giving her an option and, uh, you know, may not be for her or she may be, shoot, maybe the first Major League Baseball player, uh, female yep. Major League Baseball player. Yep, we never know today. You, you never we'll know, know later. <laughs> That's right. Well, anyway, we are going to talk about fishing tonight. Um, personally, I, I've had a blast this past week and weekend. Um, went out Thursday and caught a load of monster shell crackers with my wife. She's off on Thursdays, and I took off Thursday, and we went and caught some monster shell crackers. If you don't know what a shell cracker is, uh, it's a red-eared sunfish. Uh, it's in that bluegill family, but they're, uh, the, the males start bedding this time of year, and what they'll do is they'll go fan out little divots in the mud and just prepare a place for the females to move in and lay their eggs, and then, of course, they get fertilized. Well, these male shell crackers are are really dark, like black and dark green, and they're just beautiful fish. And um, it's weird how they bite, Mike. Like, you know, you use a you use a uh, I use a brim buster, which is like a telescoping uh, cane pole, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, they used to be made out of fiberglass, but they're made out of some kind of composite now, so you don't get the shards of fiberglass in your arm. But <laughs> yeah. But basically, you tie about, you know, 15 foot of line to the end of it and you use a bobber, um, a peg, so a peg float, a little split shot and a number one gold brim hook, uh, which some people think is really big because you know, most people, when they think bluegill, they, they use a really small hook. But uh, these fish, you know, they'll take a, a big number one hook, put a whole juicy red worm on there drop it down and you'll get one of two reactions you'll get uh well you get three if you're if you're fishing deep you might catch a female waiting off in the deep water for the bed to be ready and they'll sink the bobber you know just what everybody thinks of bluegill fishing then you'll either have uh if they're on the bed the males uh or when they're making the bed the males will actually pick the worm up and drag it off the bed so you'll see the cork going sideways and wiggling. It's pretty neat. And then most times uh, they're sitting on the bed guarding it because they've worked so hard. And like a flathead, they'll just suck that worm in and sit there. And you'll either see your cork shake. I got a video coming out soon. But you'll see the cork just wiggle one time and they're on there. Or it'll go from sitting up tall to laying flat like you're on the bottom. It's really weird, and if you don't set the hook on them or you don't pick up, they'll swallow your hook, and then, yep. you know, you're, you're t- busting off a hook. So I think it's it's awesome. And then 
I went out with Catfish Bill 66 on Saturday, and we went to the same exact spot and did it again. And um, there must have been five boats out there that day. All of us got limits. And, Mike, I saw it's a little creek, no more than 12 foot deep, and we caught over 300 fish out of that one little creek. Big fish, big male shell crackers. What, so, uh, what size glove do you wear? What size glove do you wear? What do you mean? Yeah. Your hand. What size glove? Uh probably a medium. Okay. Because Kevin's Kevin has uh short videos up and it oh, shows yeah, yeah. him holding the fish in his hand and the tail is like up his arm. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, look at the size. And yeah, I've met Kevin well past my wrist. And and Kevin doesn't have, you know. Andre the Giant hands, but he doesn't have mm -hmm. tiny little hands either. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, whoa, look at that tail curl clear up there, up his forearm and everything. Mm -hmm. So, and just the colors, like you said, mm -hmm. are just stunning. Now I know you have good cameras, you mm -hmm. know, light and you, you'll, you'll present it extremely well, but mm -hmm. the, the colors on the fish were just gorgeous. It looked like a, like a dark black and green version of mm. like I, I think smallmouth bass are very pretty and yes it does look kind of like a smallmouth about mm -hmm. it but this is a green and a black you know i'm like wow look at that mm. it's more they're more of an oval. i i think smallmouth bass is a good color comparison mm -hmm. uh the body shape obviously they're not as long some of them are but uh, they're more of an oval shape, and then they taper to the fish. Yeah. So somebody asked me, what's the major differences between a big bluegill and a shellcracker? Well, the color, number one. And number two, they're more of a longer oval-shaped fish, where a bluegill is more of a circle, you know, kind of like a, a you know, a, well, a circle-shaped fish with a short snout. And the, the, um, the shellcracker has a longer snout so uh, anyway i i've got a few videos to put out before that one but i've got one or two really good shell cracker videos finally we do this every year and i never get good footage of it never um <laughs> usually it's low light we're back you know in the rice fields with the trees are hanging over so it's really dark in the morning when we go get them um but this was like wide open you know sunlight gets through so and i got the fish uh both of my favorite fishing partners my wife was on the boat thursday and my dad was in the boat right next to us so that was pretty cool but yeah man uh, it's, it's so much fun i cleaned them so i've cleaned over 120 fish in the <laughs> in the past four days <laughs> and people might say you know that's that's over harvesting that's over trust me these fish are number one that's the legal limit is 30 per person per day yep, yep. um so if the legal limit is 30 per person, you can do that every day. We're not hurting for those fish. Do I need that many fish? No, but we're having a fish fry. I'm going to hopefully cook those fish for my teachers for teacher appreciation. So I think they'll really enjoy that. So you didn't keep any for bait? No, they're too. Well, I mean, you can cut them up, but no, yeah. I, I, I wanted them, you know, I, what I so what I do, and you'll see in the video, is I scale them. And my dad, my dad's filleting them now, the bigger ones, because uh, yep. the average size for one of these is pushing a pound a piece. I mean, they're 
they're chunky, chunky fish. Um, I think the biggest one I've caught has been pushing two pounds. Wow. And you don't realize what a two-pound <laughs> bluegill is until, I mean, all that weight is in the palm of your hand. Um, the world record is over five pounds. I can't imagine. I, I can't imagine. I know we caught it. I know we caught just about, I think we caught a two-pound female, and I ended up releasing her because the fish was only, you know, a little bit smaller than a than a football, but it was pregnant in the belly. It was like a football with a grapefruit for a belly, if you can think about that. Um, football length, anyway. Uh, they're they're just beautiful fish. It, I I would say that they're probably one of my favorite fish to catch. Um, not because of any. I mean, there's several reasons. The main one being the memories that I grew up with catching them. Um, and the memories that I'm creating now, but they fight, man. Like not so much on a rod and reel, but you get that 13 foot brim buster. And I mean, this just, I mean, you, you have to walk them around like a dog. It's, it's pretty cool. You'll see, you'll see in the video. Anyway, so that was my, my weekend. I got to get back to catfishing because that's what people want to see. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now to get back to catfishing, but I, I told, um, I was in another guy's chat, um, want to be outdoors, Matt. He said, man, you need to change the name of your channel to Palmetto Crack, you know, Shell Crackers. I said, man, if I could catch them like that year round, that's exactly what I would do. Um, but they only do that once a year, and then you'll catch them sporadically, that big sporadically. I think the males go into hiding. I don't know where they go after that. The females are like uh, a lighter green and a bright yellow. So it's kind of. It's kind of neat to see the change, but they all have that red, that red mark on that gill yep. plate, that red ear. Pretty cool. What about you, Mike? I know you did some fishing the past <laughs> couple of days. I know you went out on Thursday, our normal night for podcasting, but I had church band practice. And so uh, how did that end up? Well, we didn't catch any fish as per my usual, <laughs> but it was really nice and relaxing and that's the most pretty, important part. Pretty boring, actually, without <laughs> Lauren there. And uh, it was, um, it was pretty humbling too, from a perspective of, I wanted to stay out there as long as I could before it would get dark. And then I realized, I'm the battery guy. I don't have any <laughs> battery. I don't have any light. And I had, think I counted that I have seven different headlamps here at home. Didn't think mm -hmm. to take one with me. So when I was staying out there, letting everybody see that Iowa sunset over Big Creek Lake, sure enough that I'm packing up and I'm, it is really dark out here and I'm using my phone for light. I'm like, wow, did I not think this through at all? And uh, I'll tell you what, that sunset was beautiful. It was and, really nice. And on the I, on the phone, it looks brighter than it does in person. Honestly, yes, yes. So I was I was very happy with that because it looked really good on the phone. But um, overall, <laughs> I was I was thinking I should have fished on the other side of the lake, but then you wouldn't have seen any of the sunset. So I'm right. like, oh well, I'll go over here, try to give them all the sunset, and I don't. You know, you can't regret that. You're fishing. You're having a good time. You're you you have a beautiful location. You're chatting with some of your friends on there, and right. 
soaking it all in. It was fun. And I don't know what I was rambling about. I, I couldn't tell you what I was rambling about <laughs> today, last Thursday, but I, I got on a roll about something and I just kept yapping and yapping. And then at the end of it, I'm like, dang, it's like that sun's almost down. I haven't moved the baits in 30 minutes. It's like, <laughs> I did notice that you were moving your baits a lot more than you usually do. Yeah. And, you know, I thought about it because last year I'm like, I, I don't think that I'm moving enough, even if you're staying stationary, you know, mm-hmm. move them around, try over here, try over there. Cause I know pretty much what the, the bottom of that looks that the bottom of that area looks like. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it. I'm like, man, as cold as this water is, I think I just did absolutely the wrong thing at the wrong time, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's, that's one of the other things that's that, you know, that's that fishing experience is you're taking a chance, no matter what you're doing, no matter how you're presenting it. And it could be wrong. Like I threw out and I did not have a single Sandy Cooper rig on those three rods. But and I didn't think about it until I reeled them up and put them away. I'm like, huh, everything was on the bottom. And I had one that was a double hook rig. And I'm mm-hmm. like, huh. I was like, maybe I should have I should have uh got one Suspended of the other baits, baits. both the other baits off the bottom. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think about it until I was getting ready to leave. And it was such a short time frame. That's pretty normal for yeah. me. I get these short time frames. So I, I pretty much have to swing for the fence, and that's probably why I do strike out quite a bit. But it was still fun. It's just it still felt great. It was relaxing. It was it was a good timing. It looked but, it looked really peaceful out there. Like, I mean, I I don't get too envious about many things, but being out there watching the sun go down, you know, it looked like it was temperate weather. Like you weren't freezing to death. Uh, it just looked like a good. It looked like a good spot. I had uh, wish, I had a sweatshirt. Fish on. would have cooperated. I had a sweatshirt on, and I guess I'll say I had I had tall socks on. Tall socks. I didn't have flannel line jeans. I didn't have layers. I didn't have anything extra like that. It was so it's just jeans and a sweatshirt. And when I first got there it was still warm enough that these little gnats are buzzing around Mm. and, and about halfway through it got just that, that one or two degrees cooler and the gnats went away and there was just a nice little breeze. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good here. You know, I didn't, I didn't even have a hat on. I didn't have a, a winter cap. I don't think on at all. So it was nice. That's awesome. Did you do any other fishing this weekend or was it T-ball? Well, we we had T-ball on Saturday. I wanted to go out afterwards, but it just didn't fit in the schedule. We ended up going out to a Brazilian steakhouse with uh, some friends of ours. My mom watched the girls, so we have a a day night. So I went to this Brazilian steakhouse with with my brother, Nate, and uh, my little brother, who never knew I was his older brother, and... uh, (laughs) I told him, I was like, we're going to shut this place down. And they had, <laughs> they had 
18 <laughs> meats listed on the menu and three other items. One of them was pineapple, which I won't eat too much sugar. And uh, another one was mixed vegetables. And then another one was mango fish, which the two times the kid went around with the mango fish, I didn't get a chance to try it. But I, I probably would have just had one little nibble. Because to me, that doesn't sound like a good combination. Mm. Just me. So they had beef, pork, and chicken. And it was fantastic. And I did not have the mango fish, the pineapple, and the Brazilian pork. So mm. of the 21 items that they had available to serve, I ate 18 of them. <laughs> and I know that I ate three or four of them two or three times around. And uh, I was texting with Josh and Art from the One Ton Fishing mm -hmm. Club, telling them that I was shutting this place down. And uh, I sent another picture out of the server cutting this big old hunk of meat on these huge skewers that they carry around. And I, I made the comment, and I'm not trying to offend anybody, but I made the comment saying that, you know, ever since I had kids, this kid right here serving these giant hunks of meat is probably my next favorite kid that I've encountered. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just trying to make people laugh. And mm. at the end of the deal, I, I, I waved the kid over and I asked him, I said, are we allowed to tip you? I said, are you, will, are you allowed to accept a tip? And he's like, yes, sir. And so I handed him a 20 and I said, I want to thank you. I was like, you, you kept us going. You, you gave us great information and you, you really, you really made our dinner fantastic. And, and then I told him, I said, go get that other kid with the baseball hat. I was like, I want to tip him too. And these kids, these these two young guys, I think both of them said they were 16. You know, it's like their first job. And uh, one of them had said that he got all his friends to come out and apply. So that way they're all friends mm. serving these big old hunks of meat on these skewers. And and here we are on food again, Kevin. Uh, yeah. It only took us. It only never took ceases us to minutes. amaze me. <laughs> but uh, so we, we tipped the other kid as well. And both those young boys came over and thanked us three times. Saying, oh, thank you so much. I can't even believe, you know, you, I got a tip tonight and that was so kind of you. And they they were just so like taken by the mm. situation. And, and I'll be honest, you know, the server did her job. Did I wait on water every time? Yeah. Whoop-de-doo. You know, I had giant plates of meat coming left and right. So I was fine. But um, these it sounds awesome, these, man. I've never been to a Brazilian awesome. steakhouse, so these I'll kids were awesome. Uh, they, it's good. You have this little, you have this little thing. It looks like a salt shaker, painted green on one side, black in the middle, and red on the other side for the Brazilian colors. Mm -hmm. So if you got it green up, it every time they got a skewer, they come over and they offer you some of whatever they got on the skewer. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, if you flip it to red, then they know just to skip past your table for a while, but to you know keep an eye on you in case you go back green and everything. And <laughs> so uh, everybody at the table is like, flip it over, flip it over. So I just moved it closer to me, but I flipped it back over green. So that way the, the boys knew to keep bringing it back to me. <laughs> and they had a Parmesan pork. And that Parmesan in the grill created a crust around that hunk of pork so it was it, it tasted like it was breaded hmm. but it was grilled so it's just well let's move on because we're going to talk about in. we're going to talk about meat all night long if we yeah don't. yeah we got to so. stop <laughs> we got to stop and i'm still full yeah. <laughs> from Saturday so we, night we, we had a couple other boom squad members join us uh Chris from Hooks and Hammocks, he said he had to go to bed. Uh, big Mike is in the house. What's up, Big Mike? All right, so the the something that come out today that was dropped today was uh, Mad Cats. Mad Cats Gear dropped their state record rewards program. Uh, so we knew it had been coming up. We kind of, you know, heard bits and pieces of it. You know, since uh, Rocky Baker caught the North Carolina state record in July last year. So, uh, you know, he got a signature rod and, uh, you know, we knew that something was in the works, but we weren't sure what it was. So um, our uh, our friend Austin at Rock Bottom Cats did the filming for this little release. So, you know, it looks really good. Nice and crisp. Sounds good. And here's what it is. So, Matt... Um, the owner of Matt Knight, the owner of Mad Cat's Rods, um, said it's the most comprehensive rewards program in the community. So that's that's pretty big. I mean, I think there's only one other rewards program that I know of, and everybody knows it's you know Catch the Fever, uh, who this year upped their prize money from I think it was fifteen thousand to twenty thousand dollars. Or ten thousand to twenty thousand, something like that. They just upped it. Um, so this one's a little different. So it must be here are the rules. You have to catch one of the big three species, the most popular in North America. And we know one is gonna be that blue cat. Um, two is gonna be the flathead, and then the third is the white cat. I'm just kidding. It's the channel cat. I wish, it was, <laughs> I wish it was the white cat, man. I would be like number one. <laughs> I know how to find those things. But no, it's the uh, channel cat, blue cat, and the flathead. Um, it's only eligible. You're only eligible to do it in the United States, so you have to be a U.S. citizen. Um, you must be caught. It must be caught on a mad cat's rod. So that's obvious, right? If you're going to win the the Mad Cat's money, you got to catch it on a Mad Cat's right. Here's where it kind of differs from uh, the Catch the Fever, uh, which Catch the Fever, you get a certain amount if you caught it on the rod, which is the more, you know, the bigger amount of money. But then you also got an extra 5000 if you were wearing their gear. Well, with this one, you have to catch it on the rod and you must be wearing something of their gear. So not only do you have to buy a rod, but you have to buy a hat, it says um, uh, official Mad Cat's hat, beanie, or head covering, uh, a shirt, a jersey, or similar attire. Um, 
So it says must be wearing the eligible piece of Mad Cat's attire when the fish is caught and for official promotional photos. An attire must be sold by Mad Cat's uh, third-party attire does not qualify. I'm not sure what that means. Maybe like if somebody else makes something that says Mad Cat's on it, maybe. Is that what you kind of think? I would agree. Um, eligible fish must be state certified within 48 hours of catching, which I think is huge. Um, you know, this this fish that uh, West Virginia, it was just broken, and that's that was Big Cat Fever's last payout was a couple weeks ago. Um, they got lucky. So they called the guy and he was down there to, to certify the fish within like two or three hours. And so the fish was kept in the live well. We got there really quick. They released it. It swam off. The guy like put it in the water, moved it back and forth twice, you know, like to revive it. And then it was yep. gone. Uh, now the difference in that West Virginia fish is, um, it was only 61 pounds and that was the state record. I think the, you know, the state record was like 58 or 59 or something. So, you know, Rusty Baker's was like 113 or I don't even know. It's It was huge, huge. So, um, you know, you have to you have to let those fish go alive. And part of letting them go alive is getting them certified quickly. Um, so that's that's a good policy to have. Um State certified fish must be safely released back into the waters they were caught from. So that's another thing. That's that's another thing that I love that we're promoting is that CPR. Um, so and and then he put a stipulation in there that it has to be released in the same waters it was caught from. So it can't go like to the biologist and sit in a tank for three days and get studied and then released. It's got to be released in the water. So. Um, let's see. Any fish caught that is not safely released will automatically disqualify the participant. Mad Cats reserves the rights to determine uh, if the eligible fish was safely released, and they may request a video um, if they're unable to attend. Uh, so, what do you think so far? What do you think so far? I think if I caught one of these big fish, the first thing that I would do is call to get the certified scale there then i would start bass fishing right away and i would keep feeding this big fish like three <laughs> pound large mouths, just one right after the other like the you know you want it Eat like it. the brazilian steakhouse experience i just had your own green you know, catfish eat because you you can you can choke down a good 10 extra pounds <laughs> maybe right there and give yourself a chance at this record no no, that doesn't sound. That wasn't the first thing you were thinking. I think the first thing you would need to do, since you're fishing from the bank, is figure out how you're going to keep that thing alive and yeah. captured. Yep. But I don't know. I think sometimes fishing from the bank would be a little easier. I would because, be. I would because be you could have a net, and I would be. I would walk right out into into waist deep water, mm -hmm. and I would be holding on to that net, and get and, someone to build like one of those stick cages or send somebody Something. to the hardware store to get some chicken wire and like build you a fence in there. And actually I think that would probably be safer for the fish Yeah, to be I, on the bank. That's actually what I was really thinking after my plan to fatten it up. After, after your Brazilian way. catfish yeah. fattening plan, 
I, was I think thinking, there's the title to the what podcast. What would I do? Uh, Brazilian fat, Brazilian catfish fattening yeah. plan. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, be, it goes on. Be a thing. It goes on to say, um, you have to pass a polygraph. Um, so and that could, I guess that could help. Well, to ensure that they did catch it on their on the Mad Cat's rod. Because if you get, you know, like someone like me who has like eight or nine different rods out and one Mad Cat's rod, if I catch it on the B&M rod and I say, oh, I got a Mad Cat's rod here, you know, unless Ooh. I can beat the polygraph. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know how easier. I, I would just assume tell the truth. Um, so much easier then, to tell the truth. Right. They reserved the right to determine what questions will be on the polygraph. Um, you know, and I guess I guess it becomes easier for some people. Like, you know, like Rusty is one of their uh pro staff or whatever. So like he that's all he's got is Mad Cat's rods. So I mean, you know, it's pretty easy to tell, you know, if did Rust you had a you had a different rod on that boat or something like that. You know? <laughs> uh but yeah, so I think I think more often what would catch people in this scenario is having that hat on too. So basically, you'd have to have that hat on, like that has to be your hat. Yep. You know, or that that like, what if you hook up to the fish and it rolls in the water, and you're like, throw me my cat's hat. <laughs> <laughs> like you got it under the seat in the boat. And you're like, throw me my hat. And you put it on. I mean, does that count? I don't know if you've looked at any of their merch, but they have a Patriot rod. It's red, white, and blue. Very patriotic. And they have merch to match it. And I'm mm -hmm. telling you right now, if anybody even has the smallest amount of patriotism in them, you could justify buying that hat at the very least and a shirt. You could justify buying that for the 4th of July parade. Mm -hmm. And then you have the merch. Now, then you get whatever rod you want. I happen to have a, a bright green one. And I'm very much interested in getting a white ghost because it's just mm. beautiful. Um, but they're beautiful, beautiful equipment. It's mm. it's good stuff. We talked about these rods before, and I'll make it very short. Go ahead. We talked about these rods before. The eyes that are on these rods are probably my least favorite guides and eyes out of anything. And it's not because they aren't quality. It's just because they're kind of wide on their spinning equipment. Mm -hmm. But I like the rods and the handles and the real seats so much. I don't care about the eyes. It is a they they make good stuff. I'm I really like it. Interesting. I like uh I think they, they have a new one that kind of caught my eye. I saw in my local tackle shop they have one. It's the Bolt Signature series. And it's kind of a neon yellow, which is kind oh, of yeah. different. You know, it's almost like the anvil rod that I have. And I like yep. that neon. It shows a. It's like you know, it's bright, just for the sake of being bright. Yeah. But uh, it's really. Do they cool. have green and orange in that same series? 
I think that we selected the Mexiat green one. I think that all of them there's were a, called There's bolt. a pink, a green signature, and a bolt. No, the bolt is yellow. The bolt is the yellow? Okay. Mm-hmm. But then they got a Rocky Baker. They had all kinds of cool little names for, for rods. Big Mike says he wishes they would hurry up. Twelve foot. Models. Saw that. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, I'm sure Big Mike's ready to get rid of that. The rods he's got. Um, they work for him, but I get it. Um, yeah. But yeah, Big Mike needs them twelve foot rods. All right, let's move on. Let's see. Nope. Polygraphed. Um, if it's determined that they give any false answer, obviously disqualified. Um, Mad Cats reserves the right to terminate the state record reward program at any time. That's kind of, I mean, I guess that's kind of like a standard legal thing, right? I mean, if you if you go broke or your money's tight, you know, and then somebody catches a state record, or you don't want somebody to catch a state record and be able to, to get it. I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think it just sounds like some standard legal you know, add this to it, you know, disclaimer kind of stuff, mm. because, you know, let's face it, it is their deal. They have their focus on it. They have their, their hopes out of uh, creating and, and executing that kind of a program with their company. Mm. And uh, I'll tell you what, I think it's, it's I think it's, it's just weird where it me. is. I'm going to buy a shirt and I'm going to buy a hat. <laughs> I think it's kind of weird though that they they put it in the rules because it's like or the what do they call it the um, terms and conditions but it's it's number nine out of 12 like you would think oh. that would be like one of the small print things oh right but it's like number nine um, well what's 10 11 and 12 I think I think they should consider moving moving that to like an, an asterisk at the bottom. Like, hey, you know, we're not, we don't want to do it, but we reserve the right to, to end the program at any time, kind of deal. And that's that would be more standard than, well, here's a number nine stipulation. We could just cancel it right now. So it's kind of, it's kind of weird where that is. Um, if I were, if I were them, I would definitely move that out of there. Um, so number ten, all participants will be required to sign an agreement between themselves, and Mad Cats. Granting full use of their name and any photos involving state record fish in themselves for promotional purposes. That's not too bad. To, that's not, I mean, for YouTubers and stuff, that's a little, that could be a tough pill to swallow. But when you hear the rewards, it's not as tough to swallow. So we'll get to that in a minute. Um, Mad Cats will uh, require a signed agreement between the participant and Mad Cats, stating that the participant agrees but it's not limited to following rules. That's that's kind of a weird one. I'll read it again. Mad Cats will require a signed agreement between participant and Mad Cat, stating that the participant agrees to following rules. That's kind of vague, isn't it? Not following the rules. Not following our rules. Of following the following rules rule. of whatever Not, that agreement is. Nope, it That's doesn't say mean? the rules. It says yeah. to to the follow. Oh, to the following rules. Yeah, come on, Kevin, read you dummy. 
the participant agrees to the following rules. Okay, and here are the following rules. Okay, only fish caught in public. See, it's kind of weird how it's like that's number 11, and then number 12 is the following rules. So that should be like 11 and then 11A. Anyway, I'm getting too technical. You would not enjoy looking at this, Mike, as, as picky they as you are about text. Highlight or no, they didn't. Like no, no. Only fish caught in public waters are eligible. I agree with that. Participant will be disqualified if the fish is caught in private waters or waters that are not legally accessible to the general public. Examples of private waters, private waters are, but not limited to, private ponds, stock ponds within the city, state, or national park system, fish hatcheries, or waters that are restricted to public use. I wonder, they didn't say the word pay lake in there. But I guess that would be stock pond. What do you think? I think it would probably fall into that category. I'm with you. Because it's not public. Uh, a pay lake is not public because you have to pay to get in. You can't just walk up to it and fish it. You have to actually pay money. I'm on their website on my phone here, and I'm trying to the, click on that box. It's at the very bottom. But it, they put Under a nice support. little box in there, but then they didn't. Oh, I got to look through all these rods. I'll never make it to the bottom. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't hyperlink. It's all the way at the bottom under support. Okay. Big Mike said, yeah, that's a stock pond. All right. So there's a lot of rules, as there should be. I mean, we're talking about big money here. Oh, it's huge we're money. Talking, yeah. We're talking about big money. So from what I remember about the video, is that um, and you can go Check this video out on Mad Cat's Facebook page. And they have the video on their website as well. But what I remember Matt saying is that you get a signature series rod. So once he said, like, immediately after verifying that all the rules were followed and everything's good to go, they'll immediately start working on your signature series rod. So you don't have to wait, like, two, three years to get one. Uh, for instance... You know, Rocky caught his fish in July, and the and it's been their top selling rod for months. I think it was December it came out. So that's a quick, quick turnaround, very quick. Um, and then Rocky also the so the 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 state record holder also gets input into the creation of their rod. So they get colors. Um, they they get to put their signature on it. Action, I guess they can talk about all that. Here's the part that is really interesting. Not only do they get that rod, but they get $10 off of every rod that they sell. So, I mean, that's pretty good money. So if they sell 100 rods, you know, Rocky's made $1,000. And I think he gave an example. He said the rod's been out since December and Rocky's made $15,000. Wow. So so they've sold, you know, a ton of rods. Um and then here's the biggest kicker. You ready for this, Mike? I'm ready. There's there's no cap. Wow. So 
you can you can earn that money for the rest of your life or the rest of Madcat's life, I should say. So as long as he continues having success and you know selling rods, then Rocky's gonna make money you know well after he's done catfishing. So I think that's pretty cool. I think it's an interesting program. Uh, I think you know it's hard to get creative with those things. And I think rather than giving, um, you know, it, it's a cool twist on it. And Matt has, um, you know, kudos to, to, to catch the fever for coming out with the first one. I mean that I, I remember hearing about it and, you know, Caleb, you know, two state records be caught back to back within like <laughs> almost, I think it was like a couple weeks of Caleb announcing it and, they like almost bankrupted him and everything. Um, but then he held true to it. And, you know, now they've upped it to, I think, $20,000. I think I saw something on Facebook about that. So kudos to them. And then kudos for Matt for taking something that has already been done and kind of tweaking it to make it different, to make it more original for his company. Um, and given his incentive to to his his customers to buy products and use his products so i think it's great i think both programs are awesome i think this one um you know has the potential to uh make the earlier state record holders a lot of money i don't think however years down the road i don't think that like let's say that there's they end up breaking seven records in the next, you know, 10 years. I think as more people break the records, I don't think those rods are going to sell as well as these first ones. What do you think about that? I can see your logic there. I, uh, I personally saw that, you know, what you said, Rocky Baker had his own series of rods there. And, and LG Bassett, he caught one, he bought one. I didn't know why he had his own series of rods. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, so they like this guy and, mm -hmm. uh, and that's great, you know, but I didn't, I didn't even think to look at it. And now that we're talking about it and you got my full attention, I looked up some of the data from our previous show. Mm -hmm. Now, Kevin, if you're going to be fishing in the state of South Carolina with the <laughs> Mad Cats rod, to, to get this deal sealed, first of all, we'll get you a cool hat, and you'll like it, <laughs> and uh, maybe a shirt. And then we got to figure out where we're going to catch a 109-pound, 5-ounce blue cat. So that way you can eclipse the record by at least that 1-ounce. <laughs> I don't know where we're going to find a 58-pound channel cat, but you're going to have to go 58 pounds, 1-ounce to beat it. Uh, I also don't know, but hey, this is pretty possible. So state, the state record in South Carolina is 113.8, by the way. Oh, it went up? This this website uh, failed me. Um, <laughs> the flathead is 79 pounds, 4 ounces. I mean, mm -hmm. that's doable. You know, it it's possible. It's got to so be. Flathead, flathead is 84.9. It went up again? No, it's Man. been there since 2018. Your website's terrible. Man, the website is terrible. 
The South Carolina oh, DNR. Right. You're right. You're right. Yes. So the Blue Cat Ow. is 113.8 on Lake Moultrie. The, the Channel Cat is 58 pounds on Moultrie, yep. which is my lake, by the way. But it it'll never be it'll never be caught again because that was before the introduction of blue cats. And the flathead is eighty four nine six out of the Cooper River, which is the river I fish. So I mean, so my odds good. are my odds are kind of good for the blue cat and the flathead state record as compared to everybody else in the state. Now, two week two or three weeks ago. A 66 pound flathead was caught out the Cooper River. Ooh. Yeah. So, I mean, only 20 more pounds. And see, now you get that fish, you wait for the certified <laughs> scale, and, and you, you get the Brazilian him. steakhouse. You feed him <laughs> Brazilian steakhouse style, and we will get there. Just got to carry mm-hmm. him real carefully so he doesn't puke all that up. <laughs> He's close enough. Just start feeding him shell crackers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, our buddy Whiskers and Stripes said, I'm fishing for 20K out of Caleb's pocket every time I go to Tennessee. Not likely it'll happen with this occasional conversation piece. That's right. Yeah. So that I, th- I like these incentives. You know, I mean, these rock companies don't have to do it. They have great products. People are going to buy them anyway. You know, but they're giving these incentives so that people will, you know, make sure that they're using their rods. Make sure that they're you know, they got them on the boat. And what that does is ensures that, you know, people buy them, number one. And number two, that they're always using them. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm I'm stupid right now. I have, you know, one big, I don't even have a Mad Cat's rod anymore. But I have a Big Cat Fever. I have two Big Cat Fever rods. And I, I fish with one of them regularly because it's, it's my whippy stick. I like that one. But the other one, I rarely fish with it. So I'm, I'm you know. I'm shooting over two right now, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I, I think these incentives are awesome. Uh, kudos to big cat fever and, and, uh, and mad cats outdoors. I think it's exciting news. I think the mad cats crowd was ready for that. And, um, they're just going to push even harder. You're going to, you're probably going to see an influx of rods sold. Um, you're probably going to see people posting about their new rods, their new Mad Cats rods and their new hats and everything. You might see Mike be wearing a Mad Cats hat out on the bank. I'm going to order it as soon as this show is over. <laughs> it's gorgeous. I was just talking about one the other day. It is a gorgeous mm-hmm. hat. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that's that. That's the, that's the big news from today. And, uh, I think, I think that's, that's really cool. We had about 10 minutes left and we didn't get to finish our, our conversation from um, from the last podcast. So we're going to pick that up. TikTok and 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 catfishing. What's the what's the, what's going on with that? What's the big trend here? Well, from what I can tell, TikTok is not just for what I used to think it was for, which Booty I used shaking. to think it was for very little videos, you know, playing upon people's short attention spans. And just, you know, what's the the viral thing at the moment? Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, you can go live on TikTok. Didn't know that. And 
and I've been told that, you know, you, you'll get paid out for TikTok just like you get paid out, you know, when, when you, you hit certain marks or milestones, like YouTube has, mm-hmm. you know, set, set, you know, marks and, and such. And, uh, some of our, some of our friends had gone over to TikTok and noticed that they were getting an impressive reaction lots of views lots of people in the chats lots of people just really loving the live fishing show and some of our friends have been doing this simultaneously they have two devices Mm -hmm. so they stream live on tiktok on one of them which kudos to them because i i don't have the i don't have the attention span to do this (laughs) kudos to those guys Yep, it's uh and it's not easy. Um and and uh you're talking about attention span of the two devices trying to keep up with both the chats and be be a good host, you know, to both of those live streams. And what I'll say is I wouldn't even want to try that. Uh I I want a slower pace. I don't want to quicken my pace like that, but some of our friends, they have that frantic pace. And mm-hmm. it's just, you know, you don't have to catch every single comment. You don't have to catch mm-hmm. every single, um, you know, message. And, and a lot of the stuff, if, if you already have a good uh, staff of moderators, your friends moderating your chat, they'll handle that stuff for you. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's it's definitely been a little bit different and yes like big mike says it it's impossible to keep up with three thousand people chatting on tiktok because the type is a lot smaller the pace is that much quicker and i I don't know everything i did sign up because if some of our friends are just going to go live on tiktok versus going live on youtube i don't want to miss it right i want to see i want to see if our friends are catching fish uh, so I did sign up. I did create uh, a Marillo family fishing on TikTok, and and I too, ha- I do have a TikTok. Yeah, I do. I have one as well, and um, I was surprised. And I think this is the allure of TikTok. Um, you can you can get a lot of followers in a shorter amount of time. Yes. More TikTok for for a while will not throttle your channel. Like I put up a couple videos and I I got up to over a thousand, which is what you need to go live, like in like three days. Um, now after that they throttled my action and I you know I was only growing a couple followers a day. Um, mm-hmm. But like some of our friends, like Chunky Cats, for instance, he's over a hundred k right now he really hit it hard though he he had the time to go back and and really take old footage and put it up there and he he really put a lot in there um our friend has life the same way you know he went back and started putting stuff in there ernie the hog snatcher is actually one of the one of the ones that started doing it first i think um and uh going live fishing and He's got a he's got a bunch of followers on there. In fact, 
I was having a discussion, you know, at my school, I got a lot of kids that like to fish. And one of them, uh, it was a, it's an alumni of our school, was at the soccer game the other night. And he was asking me about my YouTube channel and because uh, he's into that kind of stuff. And he said, yeah, you ever – I watch TikTok fishing live. I said, you do? He said, yeah, I, I, I love watching. There's this guy, Ernie, that I watch. I said, Ernie the Hog Snatcher? He goes, yeah, that's him. That's him. <laughs> yeah, man, he's crazy, man. He's just crazy. And uh, it's kind of like a uh, – and this was his words, not mine. He says, kind of like a, a, a train wreck. You just can't look away, you know, so fascinating. <laughs> and I was like, really? He said, yeah, he's just – he's off the wall and crazy, and I just found myself just watching it. I was like, well, there you go. I mean – that's what it is. Now, me personally, uh, well, let's 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 talk about why, you know, that why they started, you know, it started getting popular in our little community. Well, they were finding out that if they did a simultaneous live, that the TikTok viewers, which can be in the thousands, started coming over to the YouTube side, yep. and clicking subscribe because let's admit it, watching live fishing on TikTok sucks compared to YouTube because. The phone has to be vertical and yep. you don't have as wide a screen to watch. So yep. they would come over and, and watch and subscribe. Now, are they watching all your videos? I don't know. I don't, I didn't, I haven't gone simultaneously. I haven't seen the data, um, but the influx of subscribers was huge. I remember seeing, I think chunky cats got like 900 in one night, yep. 900 new subs and people like, you know, we have friends now that are, I mean, Mike's one of them. He's struggling to get to 500. And Chunky got 900 in one night. So the allure is there to do that. Now, uh, one of the drawbacks, I think, and this is kind of what I wanted to allude to, why I haven't tried to do that. That is a good-looking hat. Um, Why I haven't tried it is because – Number one, you, your focus, your attention is split between two different things. Um, and I'm worried that those are temporary subscribers. Those are temporary viewers uh, yeah. because of what you said. You said that TikTok viewers, their attention spans are short. Um, you know, even I don't try not to watch too much TikTok, but what I, I do what the kids do. I scroll as fast as I can through the videos. If I see something I like, I stop and then I'm gone again. So yep. that subscriber rate or that follow rate may go down uh, based on the interest level. Um, unfortunately, what's hot now probably won't be hot later. So following the trend is working out, and I'm just worried that, you know, that's not going to last. But I hope it does for our friends. I really do. I'm, I'm enjoying seeing them all succeed and, and do good things and, I think I think what some of them are moving to. I know Haslife. I talked to him the other day. He said that um, he's enjoying just being live on TikTok, and he's thinking about doing just videos on YouTube. That could be yeah. a, a great strategy. You um, got options. Yeah. So that's kind of like the new, say. the new trending what, thing going on right now. Go ahead. Here's what I'll add. And I, I don't want to be negative. I don't want to try to take this too far negative. But having that many people chatting in TikTok and it being impossible to keep up with and then telling them to click in, in the profile and, and come on over to, and watch it on YouTube and you'll get the wide big screen. 
has turned the chats in YouTube from being, you know, 100, you know, 100, 150, which is still doable, to like 350, 450 people in the chat. It has turned it into pandemonium. Now, I used to pride myself on trying to be the absolute best moderator that I could be, but I, I give up on half of it. Because <laughs> there's so much going on there. There's so many questions. You know, what beer are you using? Where are you at? Even though it's all in the description, it's all well, in the Well, let's be honest, though. Everything. I mean, and, so the, the view, that, that's the viewer rate. So like 400 viewers is really, yeah. in any normal time, there's only like a handful of people that actually chat. But that handful true, grows into true. a double handful, is yeah. what Mike's trying to say. And yeah, that's what If I mean. you're not familiar with live streams <laughs> and moderators, um, so my, you know, on YouTube, if you're blue and got a little wrench by your name, then you're kind of responsible. The creator trusts you to delete inappropriate chat, um, block people that, you know, just are cantankerous and nasty or whatever. And then there's there's bots and things too. you know, get rid of those things. So I'm sorry to interrupt you, Mike, but that's kind of what Mike's talking about. No, no, I, I appreciate you clarifying because that, that's what I meant. And, you know, sometimes you say something and you think that it's coming out how you're meaning it, but then you're hearing <laughs> it and you're like, this isn't quite right. Yeah. So that's when it's good to have your buddy here chatting with you to mm -hmm. to, to get more specific about that. And, mm -hmm. and you know, uh, being a moderator is a responsibility and you mm -hmm. definitely want to help your friend out who's hosting the show and trying to provide good content. So... I still look for, you know, people who may have crossed the line as far as language goes or whatever, mm. or those bad, nasty situations. Mm. But other than that, I'm letting it run and I'm not trying to keep up with the 35 new people who want to know what he's fishing with, you know, or whatever, you know, I'll just, I'll just let it, you know, take mm. its natural course without my, my interference there. And, and I'm, uh, I'm gonna let everybody in on a little secret. I think some most times, especially if the fishing is slow, like those questions are wanted over and over again. <laughs> because, I mean, face, let's face it: how many times have I been in a situation where the bite is either non-existent or so slow, and then the chat stops to where I'm like, "Did I miss something?" Oh no, nobody's nobody's talking. So that's something you don't want. So if you if you're ever wanting a live stream, period, you got to make sure that chat's moving. Um, you know, even even here with just the um, the boom squad, you know, we have about five five people in the chat, and it's moving every once in a while. You got to keep that chat moving. So anyway, that's kind of like the trend we want to discuss. Is it good? Is it bad? Well, that's that's up to the you know the stakeholder, you know, the viewer, oh. and then. Uh, if the viewers drop off or your membership drops off, then you got to evaluate. Are the new subscribers worth it? Are the views worth it? Or do you try to keep your old school audience who's been there for a while? Because I think that's another thing that could possibly happen is the people that have supported you for a while, um, you know, you're not paying them as much attention. Uh, so they're like, you know, peace out. You know, I've been here forever, but... But, uh, you know, hopefully that doesn't happen. I've, I've only seen that happen once. I was in a chat and one of the membership in that chat was like, I'm done with this. This is silly. 
I was like, ooh, that's unfortunate. You know, you don't want that to happen. You want everybody to feel valued and uh, especially the people who, you know, support your channel monetarily. But and that's enough YouTube talk. We we talked uh, some fishing. We talked about some food tonight, Brazilian steakhouses. Uh, we talked about a whole bunch of stuff, and I think we had a good show. What do you think, Mike? You know, I didn't have my notepad bef before when we were chatting in the pregame chat, but uh, I, I thought you did, so I feel everything went pretty <laughs> good. It's definitely different being on this side of the screen for the live broadcast, <laughs> and it wasn't uncomfortable at all, so uh, I think you did that on purpose just to see if I would be uncomfortable. <laughs> No, no, yeah, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't remember when I said, "Hey, man, I don't want to be on this side." <laughs> a couple bowfins on five-hour show on Palmetto Live needs chat flow deflection. <laughs> yeah, that's that was an old live stream. Yeah, I have, shoot. Sometimes I hope for a bowfin in those situations, but uh, but yeah, y'all, we we thank you for listening, and and again, you know, we're we'll try to keep these uh uh podcast rolling on a more regular basis at least once a week but uh, as life gets in the way we want to make sure that we're setting our priorities straight and and for me that's god family and then fishing so uh i'm gonna make sure that happens but uh mike any final words before we pray out no i'm uh i'm hoping for some warmer weather i don't know if i'm gonna get it or not and um Definitely going to have to change my focus and change my tactics and try get some to, uh, rods. <laughs> uh, try to get some different, uh, hit some different spots, maybe some, some smaller bodies of water, some ponds and, uh, thinking, thinking I'm going back to, uh, putting a little bit of night crawler underneath a bobber and just mm -hmm. starting from the beginning again, because there you go. I, I get the feeling I'm overthinking it right now. And, and it's it's suboptimal to say the least. But this is also inventory week for me at the warehouse. So my mind is sitting in all those numbers and sitting mm. in all those racks and everything. So I'm a little bit of a space cadet anyway. And I, I probably won't get a chance to go fishing until Saturday. So I got all week to overthink it and so you can order some more Mad Cats rods and some hats. Yeah. By the time yeah. they get here, you, you guys watch Saturday after the T-ball game. Mike's going to be out on the bank with like three Mad Cats rods and a shirt and a hat and sneakers and rags. That, and that Patriot hat is gorgeous. I think everybody could wear that on the 4th of July. And they'd probably be pretty happy with themselves. And, uh, but, and I mean, no disrespect to anyone else's hats. It's just, hey, you know. We all could stand to wear a little bit more red, white, and blue every now and then, and especially Amen. with the holiday Amen. around the corner. So that's right. Might as well. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, uh, again, make sure you check out the Real Deal Fishing Podcast YouTube channel, Marillo's Family Fishing YouTube channel, and Palmetto Cats YouTube channel. Uh, if you want to be a member, come chat with LG Bash, James, Rod Knockers, Whiskers and Stripes, Big Mike, uh, and others. And hooks and hammocks and uh and all those guys come on over. James Kirkpatrick was here too. Go ahead and hit that join button and come and chat with us, and you'll be supporting us monetarily and listening. If not, we just enjoy you listening on the podcast. Share it with your other folks. Let them know what we got going on, and uh, 
you know, we'd, we'd enjoy having more listeners just on a regular podcast. Uh, that being said, I'm going to pray us out. We're going to get out of here. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the blessings that you've given us. We thank you for members of our community who make substantial leaps to uh, improve the quality of our community, the camaraderie in our community. Uh, we pray for those who are at odds with each other. Lord, we pray that they realize how lucky they are to, to be doing what we're doing, talking about fishing, fishing in general, um, and, and just thinking about things that are, in the end, trivial. Uh, Lord, the, the main focus should be you, and uh, we should be thankful for what we get to do and praying for those who, who are less fortunate. And Lord, we just ask you to lift them up in this time. Uh, we thank you for what Mike and I get to do. I thank you for Mike and everybody who listens. I thank you for all your blessings. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, y'all, you know what a deal. Till next time. Happy fishing.